It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. Here's your need-to-know news. All right, Purdue women's basketball opens up its season, the 48th in the program's history, with a W over the Marshall Herd. Janae Terry with a double-double, but she got it with 10 assists and 10 rebounds. You don't see that every day. I I mean, I'm trying to, I'm like, am I, that, that's pretty impressive. What do you think about it? How close did she come to the triple-double? She had, with the 10 rebounds, the 10 assists, and uh, 5 points. So 5 points off a trip-dub. Still uh, an awesome night for her. Caitlin Harper led the Boilers 17 points, who were wire-to-wire winners last night. Uh, They shot 45% from the field, 38% from behind three. I mean, they chucked up a lot of three balls last night. 11 of 29. You love to see it. Next up, Murray State. The Racers in town on Sunday at 2. Game in Mackey Arena. 15th-ranked Purdue Volleyball falls to 6th-ranked Ohio State last night, 3-1. Purdue back at Holloway on uh, Saturday night for the penultimate home matchup when they take on 16th-ranked Penn State. 8 p.m. Blackout sold out, but on the Big Ten Network. Colts are missing some players for Sunday. No Shaq Leonard again. Jelani Woods, he's out. Deion Jackson, a no-go. Jonathan Taylor is in, though. So it'll be him and Moss, it looks like. Uh, One and two. Nick Foles will be inactive. Matt Ryan will be the number two guy. Well, that's not great. It's not very, it's not better for the Raiders. Raiders putting tight end Darren Waller on IR. Aggravated his hamstring injury, and the team believes they'll need at least four weeks, so he's going to head to IR. Hunter Renfro apparently heading to IR. And last week's leading tackler on defense, Blake Martinez, has just decided to retire. Colts might actually be able to win this one and then get absolutely shellacked next week against the the Eagles. It's rough out there. Blackhawks lose their six out of the last seven uh, with a 2-1 loss last night in OT to the Kings. Radish with the goal in the first period. The two played a week ago in Chicago. Also do a 2-1 final into OT, but Chicago had the upper hand in that one. Uh, They'll have to wait to play the rubber match 2-1 OT game until January. Next up, the Hawks are going to head to uh, Anaheim. They'll take on the Ducks tomorrow. That'll be a good chance to get back in the win column for the Hawks, who have just one victory on the road so far this year. High school football tonight. Our game of the week starts at 7 o'clock with coverage of Fort Wayne Carroll at Jeff. Number five team in 3A, or I'm sorry, in 6A, heads up 
uh, to Schumann Stadium. We'll have that starting at 7 o'clock. West Lafayette, top team in 3A, goes to Knox. Central Catholic heads up to Andrean to take on the defending 2A state champions. There you go. That is today's need-to-know news. And by the way, with all those injuries and everything, too, that uh, line in that uh, Colts-Raiders game has gone from 6.5 down to 4.5. It's a big difference. I felt pretty darn good. I cashed in the 6.5 six and six, six that I had. I took I, I took the loss there. I mean, that's a big swing. I, I have to reevaluate what I think is going to happen in that game. I'm not so sure that the Colts can't escape with not just a cover, but a victory at this point. I mean, you're double-teaming Devontae Adams all day, right? And the Colts have a good secondary. They've, they've been good at shutting down those uh, those targets. So you figure they double him the entire time. Is it a Josh Jacobs kind of day? I mean, is Mac Hollins really going to burn the Colts? Yeah, I, I really have to go. I saw that this morning, and I was just, it's like I have to completely think about that again. And this may be a great day for Jonathan Taylor. They're like 26th against the rush, Vegas is. Like I said, meanwhile, that Colts secondary, it's got to be Devontae Adams, right? And that's the second-ranked Colts secondary right now. Kind of the way you got to go with it. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Meanwhile, you know, the Bears and Lions, seems like the Bears are pretty clean here. That's just going to be a great dogfight. Great dogfight. I'm expecting another big game out of Justin Fields here as well. Uh, We know the Lions do not play great defense, but uh, at times they can put up a lot of offense. So looking forward to that one there. Um, much more. I'm not subjecting myself to that Colts and Raiders game. Oh, that's going to be painful. That's going to be so painful to watch. I'm, I'm telling you right now. And the under still like 40. I, I don't know how, like where do the points come from here? And I think there's going to be a lot of running the football. So I may circle back on that one. That may be an unders play there. I just, like I said, where's the where's the offense going to come from? 40-some-odd points in Vegas? 41 right now. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I think I'm on the under on that one. All right, uh, let's take a look at our uh, best bets here for this evening. Where do I go with? Look, this is kind of this is rough tonight. Uh, yesterday, hockey saved us again. Taves had the point. Boom, that was uh, plus money. Sebastian Aho uh, hits his over. Boom, there we go. We're in the money there. Marcus Mariota um, does not hit. Uh, gets over that 160 yards. An ugly, ugly game. And I said, I told you, man. Um, everybody wanted you to go ahead and take Cordero Patterson. I knew it was the kiss of death when all the books had boosts on him. You just you had that feeling there, you really did. Uh, but I did tell you to take. Uh, I, I did put a small one on the uh, on the uh, Falcons last night. They don't cover, so uh, two and one on the bets last night, and uh, at least we hit the uh, the highest value one there. So we're in plus money. We take another winning day here. Let's see if we can make it five in a row. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Boilermakers tonight. Here's the problem with the Boilermakers uh, against the Governors is. 
That thing went from like 21 and a half, and we're up to 25 now, is what I saw on uh, DraftKings. I have a chance to check out what it was on uh, on FanDuel. It's got to be right. It's got to be right about there. Uh, that's getting up towards my threshold here. I, I still like the. I still like Purdue to go ahead and cover that. Personally, what I have done is uh, I have moved that down twenty four and a half on FanDuel. I moved that down uh, where I could on DraftKings and took it. I, I bought like three points. I'll just I'm just playing it safe there. It gets down to like minus one fifty. Is that the payout that I want? No. But here's what I would advise you to do: go up there, take an extra, take an extra three points off the Houston spread for you, and take Houston, and then go ahead and take like three points off of Duke. So you can take Purdue down to like I got Purdue at twenty two, Houston to cover the nineteen against St. Joseph's. And Duke to cover 23 against USC Upstate. Sounds upsetting. <laughs> but I went ahead and put all three of those together, and that got me 4-1 to one on the money there with the uh, 20% parlay boost that DraftKings is going to give you. Uh, with your uh, The bigger the college basketball parlay, the bigger you can do. And you got to keep it like minus 300. So you can even take that line down more if you want to. But uh, that's what I did. I went ahead and bought some points here tonight on college basketball. Tried to play it a little bit safe. Purdue minus 22, Houston minus 19, Duke minus 23. And uh, that is going to be the big play here for me this evening. I was looking for a good hockey one. And it's another small slate of hockey. I feel like it's bait tonight to take Austin Matthews, who is playing the Penguins. And the Penguins give up is like the fourth most shots on goal to uh, to centers. But he only averages for his career three shots per game against Pittsburgh, and they want you to cover five tonight. I thought that was a little bit too much. I don't know. I didn't really find a great hockey spot for you here tonight. Just did not. So uh, I'm probably off a little bit on that. Uh, I like Tampa Bay. If i got to take a hockey pick tonight, I'll just take Tampa Bay in the money line against Washington. Washington a little bit banged up this evening. Tampa Bay not... Not that fast overpowering Tampa Bay it used to be, but they still got a great goalie, and uh, they can still score at times. Against the banged-up Washington team, I'll take minus 140. That can be the hockey play here uh, for this evening. Uh, we'll come into Purdue tomorrow. I'll talk about it on the show. Again, we'll do, we'll, we'll do uh, the uh, tailgate show tomorrow morning at uh, 10 o'clock, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, last time I checked... I was I still like Illinois tomorrow. I, I hate saying it. Purdue's made us an awful lot of money at times, but it's six and a half right now. I feel like Illinois can cover the seven. I know Purdue teams tend to bounce back. It's a ranked opponent. I just I, I don't like that secondary. I just hate that secondary. Tommy DeVito over one hundred and seventy four and a half yards. That's his over under mark. That's something I'm definitely looking at because, like I said, the secondary has just been so horrendous. I mean, Spencer Petras last week, a terrible quarterback, threw for 192. That might have been a season high for him. They did 220 against uh, Northwestern. And they got such a deep hole against Michigan, he threw for 246. But I got to look at Tommy DeVito really, really seriously here and see if he can cover uh, 174 yards passing. 
I know they like to run the football, but he had 288 against Michigan State. He had 179 against Nebraska. So, I mean, that's comparable right there at 174 and a half. Came close to covering that against Wisconsin, 167. Yeah, a lot of juicy spots tomorrow. Again, uh, Kyle and I will do uh, Boiler Game Day at uh, 10 o'clock, and uh, I will, I'll call out some of those for you there. You don't want to miss out on that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier, joins us next. Stick around. There is more Hammer Down Show next on 1017 The Hammer. 101. Hey, welcome back to The Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. All right, time to pop on over to our Hammerhead Hotline. We've got uh, Sam King of the Lafayette Journal and Courier with us here as it's uh, another Friday and there's plenty of high school action. Sam, uh, always a pleasure to uh, talk with you. Three games here in regional high school football action locally tonight. Uh, all three that played last week were able to come away with sectional titles. Let's start with the, the biggest one here, and that's clearly the Jeff Broncos ending the 20-year drought and getting that W last week up at uh, Crown Point. Uh, uh, it just seems like a real sense of pride, not just for the community, but the amount of former players I saw tweeting that had watched the game and, and you know felt like that a little piece of them actually won that title too. Just, just an amazing moment for that program last week. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I may have told you this last week on the air. I can't remember. Um, if not, I'll uh, tell it again. But after they beat Kokomo, uh, Pat Shanley, the Lafayette Jeff coach, said, we're going to win a sectional title. And then I called him after that game last week and he said just something about this team i just i just had a feeling sometimes you have a feeling and uh you know this this probably is not the most talented team he's had but it's a team that plays very well together and a team that believes and uh you know that this would be tonight against uh, fort wayne carroll will be the third undefeated team they've played in the last four games and i'm starting to sit here and think you know why can't they go out there and beat beat carroll even though uh, a lot of people probably aren't expecting that to happen. Uh, a lot of people didn't expect Jeff to beat Crown Point last week. And then, uh, lo and behold, Glenn Patterson becomes the best running back in the state in one night. And, uh, you know, that kid's pretty good. And I think that uh, that was a huge stage for him to kind of show what he can do and why he is getting Division One offers. And, uh, and Fort Wayne Carroll is a team that it looks like has struggled stopping the run a little bit. So uh, it might bode well. You know, the, the cards might be falling into place for Lafayette Jeff to do something that that program has never done, which is win a regional title in football. Yeah, you mentioned a guy like Glenn Patterson. I feel like if you look at the stats from the last couple of weeks here, Sam, the amount of carries that he has gotten, it just seems like they've really figured out what they want to do over at Jeff, and that is give him the ball a good, I mean, it's like, 20, 30 times a game he's been carrying the ball the last couple of weeks, right? So just continue to give him the ball and then get that defense to try to sell out, and then all Ethan Smith's got to do is get that ball to the outside to uh, to, to Jackson or, or Richie or, or Aza and then let those guys do things in space. It's very simple what they do, I think, offensively, yet it's so tough to stop. Well, the, you have to have more than one guy, which is why it's been successful for Jeff. As you mentioned, there's you know three receivers right there and, and a running back, and then you throw in what Josiah Powers can do out of the backfield, which is a totally different type of running back than, than Glenn. Glenn is a shifty uh, speedster that uh, will make you miss and make you look silly, uh, and he just kind of finds a way to, to wiggle through holes. And then 
you got Josiah Powers that is going to just run you over, and you might tackle me, but you're going to fall backwards, and I'm going to get six yards before you do uh, type of back. So uh, all the pieces are kind of falling into place for them right now, and, and Ethan Smith, people probably don't remember now because he's got you know 1,000-plus passing yards, but he didn't start until week five. So I think it probably took a little bit of, a, of time for him to adjust to, even though he'd been practicing with the team, um, getting in the flow, with that offense and game modes. And, you know, it looks good when you're beating teams 70 to nothing. Uh, but, you know, it's that Harrison game, that Kokomo game. Then you had the Lake Central game, Crown Point game. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of it's building and building and building. But they're putting a bunch of really good games together in a row and then relying on the defense to make a play. And it's been, what, three straight games now that the defense was forced to turn over basically on the final play that sealed the game or won the game for them. Talking with Sam King from the Journal and Courier here on the Hammerhead Hotline. If Jeff does win, it's uh, you either get a date with number one Hamilton Southeastern at home or uh, you head on the road to take on your old friends uh, Westfield, which uh, I don't know how appealing that is either, but uh, one game at a time. And uh, you'll hear it tonight here on uh, 101.7 The Hammer starting at, uh, well, kickoff at 730. All right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I don't think they're going to care. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I don't think they're going to care who they're playing as long as they're playing next week. That's that's a win for them. All right, let's go on to our uh, next game here down to 3A top-ranked West Lafayette. Uh, they are going to go on out to Knox for a game where they should be the heavy favorites. Um, I, I, like, I, I was trying to look at this matchup a little bit more closely today because, uh, you know, it's all coming down to next week for West Lafayette, essentially. All right, they're going to take on Chittard next week at home, and that will basically decide uh, who's going to win the state championship. But, yes, I know, after talking with, Pat, uh, uh, with uh, Shane Fry, uh, I knew that uh, he was you know, not feeling as confident as you might think against the uh, against Knox here. Uh, but it's amazing to watch Knox at 9-3 and three and look at their schedule. Sam, do you remember how uh, in 1A Central Catholic used to always have you know, 2A and 3A opponents throughout their entire schedule, and that would prepare them for the 1A state tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Knox has done the same thing, only uh, worse. Uh, they play nothing but 1 and 2A teams the entire season, and then they don't start playing 3A until the first round of the sectionals. It's the opposite. I don't think it's going to work out for them tonight, to be honest with you. No, and, um, you know, they're still playing, so, that, you know, to their credit, something worked, but... Uh... What the people I talked to, I was at the game at Hanover Central last week, and they said, you know, if West Lafayette does this to Hanover, uh, Knox is in trouble. So uh, a lot of people there believe that, that Hanover is a much better team, um, and Hanover Central was a good team. It was just that West Lafayette was uh, physically uh, overpowering in a lot of ways, and that became evident. That, you know, I, I think people probably see that score and don't realize West Lafayette was losing that game in the middle of the second quarter, and I don't think that uh, Hanover Central scored again except maybe a field goal uh, the rest of the way. So uh, it's just, you know, West Lafayette's got so much going on, so many weapons. Now they're putting guys uh, from the offensive side um, on the defense, whether that be, you know, Cooper Kitchell or Benny Speaker. Um, and then they're putting guys that have been defensive stars like a Wyatt Curl, Nate Myers, um, Jack Montez on the offensive side of the ball. So you're always – You've always got, you know, 11 athletes on the field that you feel pretty confident. We have the advantage, um, and that was certainly true last week. And then they unleashed Max Mullis' uh, you know, ability to, to move the chains with his legs last week, and that's something that 
we all knew he could do. We've seen it before. We saw it, you know, week one against Harrison, but uh, they kind of pulled back a little bit, and part of that's probably because they don't want the other teams to see that on film, but part of that also is because they wanted to save him for, for games like, uh, you know, last week against the undefeated Hanover team. Uh, if they win next week, most likely against Chittard. And uh, the, the thing that was funny was me sitting up, uh, not in the press box, right outside the press box. So I'm basically in the midst of all the Hanover Central fans, and they're asking me, why can't we tackle this quarterback? And I said, you don't realize he is a linebacker, basically size-wise, mentality-wise, that plays quarterback, and he will run you over. And then when you think he's going to run you over, he will just juke you and make you miss. And between him and Dawson Martin, it was a, a field day running the ball. And I expect, you know, with the physicality of, of that offensive line and just how great of condition they are in and the way they run offense, that they'll probably be able to do much of the same tonight. Yeah, because they haven't, as good as they are, they haven't seen a team like that. Calumet was not a team like West Lafayette. And uh, you can be impressed with that one win there over them. But other than that, the rest of the, the rest of their schedule is just really, really bad. And, and that's the conference. That is what it is. And there's not a whole lot of teams like West Lafayette. Uh, but uh, once you finally step up to that, that's a whole new measuring stick. And I don't think a lot of teams are ready for that kind of stuff. Yeah, and last week it was, it was very windy. And I wondered if West Lafayette would be able to throw the ball, which um, if it can't, you know, obviously the run game was great last week. But if it can't, that's still... Uh, hinders a lot of what they want to do offensively, uh, but it was just so overpowering. And I don't think I don't think anybody knew that Dawson Martin had 40 carries, except for probably myself and Dan Yeoman, who keeps stats every week for West Lafayette. Because after the game, whenever I asked Dawson about getting 40 carries, I asked the coaches about 40 carries. None of them believed it. They thought you know, we gave it to our sophomore running back 40 times, and I said, "Yeah." And Max ran it 20 something times. So. Um, you know, it was a great game plan, and uh, it just, you know, it worked because the other team wore down, and West Lafayette was able to take advantage of that. And I think that, you know, that's probably going to be something that's huge uh, if they win and go into next week is can we be able to physically match that team throughout the game and wear them down? Yeah, uh, Chittard's a whole different animal. They are definitely battle-tested. Let's go into our last one, Sam. Uh, Central Catholic will head up to Andran. I think legally they have to have some kind of fish fry before a, a game like this, but uh, they'll go up there and uh, hand out a regional uh, a regional trophy. Uh, I, I like CC. Real real gutsy call last week to go for it on that fourth down. They, they, they get the touchdown there, and uh, that sealed the deal up at Rochester. Uh, but Andrean's got their own uh, Mr. Football candidate up there. Um, can I mean, for me, it comes down to can Central Catholic stop the run here tonight? I, I like them on offense, but uh, defensively, they got to figure out that run game here tonight. Yeah, and it sounds like the teams that have had success against Andrean have kind of loaded the box and said, you know, uh, Andrean has a really good receiver on the outside as well. Um, and it sounds like, you know, the teams that have had success have said, Drake Bowen's not going to beat us. Now, if he beats us on the outside or you beat us in the passing game, so be it. But uh, we can't let, you know, maybe the best player in the state in the senior class beat us. And uh, most of the time, Drake Bowen has is, is won and Andrean has won uh, in the last two years. Obviously, defending state champions, their three losses are to a 4A, 5A, and 6A team. And, uh, you know, one of those, the 5A team, Merrillville, is, is still playing and has, was number one in the 5A poll for uh, much of the year. So, uh, Andrean is no slouch. This will be the best team, uh, maybe aside from West Lafayette, that uh, Central Catholic has seen all year. Definitely going to take the best game that CC's played all season to come out of there with a win. 
But I think that uh, you look at Andrean, and they're probably looking at CC's passing attack and then add in what uh, Ben Mazur can do on his legs and Baylor Smith in the backfield. They've got to stop Central Catholic, too. So this isn't going to be a, uh, a game where you know a Rochester wants to run 10 minutes off the clock and hope that that's their best defense. It's gonna be, it, it could be a shootout, to be honest. Sam King, Lafayette Journal and Courier. Make sure you follow him all night long. Uh, he'll have uh, coverage uh, from Jeff as well. And, of course, great write-ups uh, for you on Saturday morning. Sam, hey, it's always a pleasure, and uh, we'll see you at the shoe tonight. All right, I'll see you there. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, buddy. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, and uh, Coach Brian Nay is on with us next. You're listening to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017 The Welcome back. It is the uh, Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. To our Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, we go. And it's Coach Brian Nay, Central Catholic Knights, taking on Andre in here this evening after a, a big win on the road last week in Rochester. Coach, congratulations on that sectional title. I mean, it, it really came down to that fourth down call. And uh, you, you get that touchdown uh, on the uh, fourth and short there. That was, man, that was a heck of a call there. Congratulations to you guys for pulling that one off. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's uh I mean, that's a testament to, uh, you know, to coach, uh, Cody Christopher. Um, he trusts, you know, he trusts, uh, he trusts the boys to, uh, to execute and deliver. And, uh, you know, it, from the outside looking in, it looks like a gutsy call, but, uh, you know, just being on the headset and knowing, you know, knowing how it went down. I mean, the, it was called like right when we got the fourth down, it was called and there, there was no hesitation. He didn't flinch. The boys didn't flinch. And, uh, you know, it's that's uh, you know, that that's a quality play caller. Uh, you know, getting the most out of his out of his voice. He got in trouble for that one too afterwards because he was banging on the walls too much. They came over and hollered at him because we were right yeah. next to him in the press box. Yeah. <laughs> it was a heck well, of a I was call. Like, yeah, um, I, I kind of yeah. No, it was it was good. I I uh, I will I will remember that. Uh, I will remember that on the headset. Uh, I heard it all too. And uh, your call, you know, I. I uh, I hear your call on the radio from that play, and uh, you can hear it in the background too. It was, it was definitely a, uh, it was definitely a, a shot of energy to uh, to us and, and to our team. So, so you guys, uh, you beat Rochester twenty four eight. You take home that sectional title this week. Uh, you have to head up to uh, Andrading against the uh, Fighting Fifty Niners here, an eight and three squad that. Uh, is uh, pretty darn good. Uh, they yeah, can, uh, yeah, yeah. They they can score. Uh, they can play defense, and uh, yeah, that's just uh, that that's just a well-rounded team. It, it is every year, and uh, here they are again. And uh, your hands really full in this one. You've been watching the tape. Uh, what do you see that stands out the most with the Fifty ers Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to talk about Bowen and and Clax. To their credit, they're 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 incredible talents. They're they're elite ball players. Uh, I think Clax just got a Nebraska offer maybe a week or two ago, um, but uh, you know, and obviously we all know what you know. Bowen's a front runner for Mister Football, well, yeah. and uh, but uh, you know, the rest of their boys are are, are are solid. You know, there's no there's there's really no there's really no drop off, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, they they move the football well, um, they finish in the end zone, and they keep people out of the end zone. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's another one of those find out games uh, for the Knights. You know, we're going to find out what we're all about. So, uh, you know, our, our, our mindset when, when our boots hit the ground in, uh, in Maryville, Indiana tonight, it, it's going to be about our mindset and, uh, you know, just trusting our, trusting our preparation. And that's not just the preparation from the week. It's the preparation from, you know, when we started lifting weights together as Team 2022 back, you know, all the way back in, 
January, you know, December, January. Uh, and then, uh, you know, all, all the work that's been done uh, when we were able to get out, you know, for summer in June and, you know, team camp at Purdue. And it's, it's all that that comes together. And, and you know, we have we, – we are fortunate enough to have experience in these, in these situations. And, uh, you know, you go back and you look at it. And, um, you know, since we've been here, we, you know, when, we, when we've been able to make runs, we know we've, we've, been, able to, we've been able to compete in these games at a high level. Um, you know, and it's, 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 it's typically goes back to kind of our day one installs, like our identity, what we're all about, offense, defense, and special teams. It's, uh, you know, it's playing loose, but focused. It's, uh, it's, it's just, you know, freeing the, freeing the kids up to go and, and again, just, uh, be about, you know, what they've established as their identity. And, uh, you know, in, in week 13, there, there's not much that can, that, that can really surprise you if you're, if you're spending a lot of time in week 13. You know, trying to scheme scheme people up with uh, new concepts and new ideas, it's probably too little, too late. So, uh, you know, we just want to, you know, we want to go up there and and uh, be about us and and uh, do what we do and and let the chips fall where they may. But we want to put, you know, put our put our best foot forward. I know that's a lot of coach speak, but uh, you know, that's 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 that is that is truly what it's all about. So, uh, you know, I can't wait to go uh, to go see the boys take the field and. And we're going to be fired up, and and uh, you know we tell them go reckless, stay loose, and enjoy football. And uh, that's what they'll have to do tonight to get past Andre, another tough team defending state champs, and a uh, tough task for the Central Catholic Knights. But they're always up to it. Coach Brian, hey, buddy, hey, uh, we're pulling for you all night long here. We'll keep our fingers crossed, man, and I hope you guys bring home another regional title. Yes, sir. Good luck to uh, the Red Devils and Broncos tonight as well. Uh, fight on. Thanks, Coach Day. Always does a great job. Uh, again, they're on the road tonight up at uh, Andrain. They get the win. Uh, they're either at home. They're, they are at home next week if they, no matter what. As long as they win, they're at home next week. It's either against uh, Bluffton, which uh, has a great story, by the way. Uh, they have a kicker that is a Ukrainian refugee. Never seen football or played it in his life, and he's actually a pretty good little field goal kicker. They're going to take on Lures tonight. I don't think that they get past Lures, but I saw that news story today, and I'm like, that's awesome. You know, uh, Central Catholic, with um, it's it's hard to count on a team that can do what they can do, and that's attack you multiple ways. You know, Baylor Smith out of the backfield is tremendous. You have uh, Ben Mazer who can throw the football. If you need a more mobile quarterback, uh, you can bring in Metzger. You've got multiple guys that can catch the football, most notably Evan Deanhart, Owen Munn, that all do, you know, good at different kinds of routes. They're just so multiple in the ways they can attack. Last week at Rochester, I think they kind of struggled defensively with the run. Uh, that was a good run team. For Pete's sakes, they ran 19. They had a 19 play drive. 19. But to CC's credit, they eventually figured it out. And they made them pay. They're not going to have the luxury of time tonight, I think, against Andre. And they've got to figure it out sooner rather than later uh, against a uh, young man that, and uh, Derek Bowen, who's a Mr. Football candidate. A lot of people like him. Um, and again, they do have a quarterback that can get the ball to an outstanding wideout, as you uh, heard Sam talk about. Uh, earlier here. This will be an interesting matchup for them. It'll be tough. We'll see what happens when they go up to Eckerd Field here. 
but I, I don't like I don't like betting against them. Sagarin tells me that they're uh, pretty big underdogs in this one. I just for what they can do, I, I don't want to take them out of that. I, I think the reason why you have such a one-sided uh, Sagarin on that as well is because uh, you know, Andrean does have a uh, a couple of uh, tough games on their schedule, so that makes uh, the sense to me. But boy, I, I mean, I've I've watched this team. It's not the best. Central Catholic team that I have ever seen, but they're not bad. I mean, they're still very, very good. And Andrean is the defending state champion. You got to give them their credit. But I mean, they play like a 5A Maryville. They play a six, they only lost a crown point. 6A team lost a crown point by 10. That's pretty good. So we'll see what CC can do uh, against them tonight. Obviously, we'll have the game uh, over at Schumann Stadium tonight for you. Uh, it's uh, Carroll from Fort Wayne taking on the Jeff Broncos, a game that I absolutely think they can win. Uh, if they can continue to run effectively with Glenn Patterson, they can absolutely win that one. And then you've got uh, West Lafayette going to Knox, which they should roll on that one, quite honestly. Knox not even ranked. Uh, has not faced any kind of real competition, I think, this season uh, outside of uh, they beat Jimtown last week, and Jimtown was just barely just barely got some votes. So I mean, they'll absolutely they'll just they'll I think they destroy Knox. The real the real game is next week. I've been telling you this for a couple of weeks uh, that there wasn't going to be a challenge no matter what in that regional. It was going to be the semi state where they're probably going to take on Chittard. At least they get them at home. They've had some battles with them over the years and uh, have struggled to get over that hump uh, at times. It's a new year, new teams here, and uh, that, quite honestly, should probably be the 3A state championship. And you look at who is even left in 3A, West Lafayette, number one. Number two, Gibson Southern's gone. Number three, Oak Hill is gone. Number four, Norwell is gone. They lost to uh, Yorktown last week. Is going to take on Chittard. Hanover Central's fifth rank. They're gone. Chittard is sixth. Weebo at seven, they're gone. Owen Valley at eight is still around. Lawrenceburg, Southridge, nine and ten are still there. I mean, it's West Lafayette, it's Chatard, and uh, there's nobody. There's nobody left in those uh, regionals. Owen Valley, Lawrenceburg, uh, Lawrenceburg, or Southridge uh, that are ranked. That I think West Lafayette has trouble with. I think the state championships is for three A is next week, provided both those teams win. All right, we're going to take our last break of the show here. Stick around. We'll come back with things we missed and some breaking news for the Indianapolis Colts i got to share with you when we come back. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Coming up here at the top of the hour, the point of basketball show with myself, Jeff Julik. Uh, special guests Alan Karpik and Nate Barrett spending a whole hour getting you ready for Purdue basketball tonight uh, as they take on the Gubnas from Austin P. Uh, we'll have a great show, Danny, for you here at 4 o'clock. And then don't forget, starting at 7 o'clock, we will have pregame coverage starting uh, from Schumann Stadium. It's Jeff Broncos playing to try to win their first regional program history against uh, Fort Wayne Carroll. Very much looking forward to that. All right, time for some of the things that we may have missed and some breaking news that has happened. Uh, Mike Chappelle, uh, beat writer, says the Colts are placing Shaq Leonard on IR and that his season may indeed be over. I'm shocked at this. Right? Because 
He was trying to work his way back, then got the back surgery right as the season started, elected for that, was working his way back, practicing all the time. They said, oh, Frank Wright says he's got to work his way back up there. They, they put him back in, gets a concussion, and then all of a sudden ends up with more back problems again, has been fighting through that, and now he's going to IR. What about a season, man? Is, is, is his career done? Back issues, man. That's crazy. Uh, get well soon there, Shaq Leonard, but dang. Leonard going to the IR, so he's out for at least four more games. We'll see how he progresses from there. He, you hate to see that. Also on things we missed, um, Auburn has unveiled a new $60 million football facility for its players. $60 million. It includes an indoor practice facility, weight room, hydrotherapy pools, recruiting lounges, multi-purpose kitchen, fuel bar. Also, recording studios, that's plural, studios, and a flight simulator. I have all these questions. Now, we've gotten into this debate here before plenty of times on the show about uh, NIL. And I've made my stance on this very clear. I am 100% for these athletes going out, making their money um, with the brand deals, making their money doing uh, the commercials, making their money on the social media. You should be allowed to do that. Anybody else can. Should be allowed to do that. I have not been for paying players. And I, I don't know that I will ever come around to that. And this is one of those reasons right here. This is a $60 million facility that, again, is privately funded. I get that. But it's a $60 million facility with a lot of amenities for, what, un- under 100 kids uh, on a campus of how many thousands? They don't get access to this kind of stuff. That's why I, I, I can't get into the it, it's not fair that they make all this money off us, but they put a $60 million facility in here for you. And there's nothing in there to help with your education, which is mind-boggling to me, but there are recruiting studios and flight simulators for people that don't aren't into any of the arts, nor are they getting a, uh, a an aviation degree. In fact, I don't even know if Auburn offers an aviation degree, but i got to ask, if they do, can any of those students use the flight simulator? It's, it's, it's mind-boggling the amount of money that is, is getting spent on the student-athlete now, um, but still want to be paid up front. That just doesn't, there, there's an aspect of it mean, that still doesn't seem fair to the rest of the students, because that was the argument. The other students can do this. They can work part-time jobs. I can't work a part-time job because this is my part-time job. Um, so I need that. And I've said here before, there should be uh, amenities opened up for some of these kids, you know, and some of the food that they provide, um, you know, the, the gear and stuff like that. These rules should be lax. But I, I don't like putting money on the table directly to uh, pay for play. I, I don't feel that that's right because um, – Again, if the argument is other students can do this, why shouldn't I be allowed to, which I am on board with, um, other students can't do that stuff. You know, the universities aren't putting money on the table for them. But a $60 million facility for you to go to college uh, and be a better football player that literally does nothing to make you a better student, I mean, 
I guess we just have to call it what it is now, and that it's it's clearly not about academics at a lot of institutions anymore. So maybe maybe my perception of putting money on the table for this should evolve a little bit. But for right now, $60 million, and we've got recording studios and flight simulators. If you got money to throw around on that, maybe we ought to just be paying them up front. That's going to do it for us here on the Hammerdown Show. Stay tuned. The Boiler Basketball Show is coming up next. I want to thank Sam King. I want to thank Coach Brian Nay for being on with us. Don't forget, tonight we do have coverage from Schumann Stadium, Jeff and Fort Wayne Carroll, for a football regional championship. Coverage of that will start at 7 o'clock with the pregame, 7.30 with the kickoff. I sure hope that you will join us here. Oh, and also, big thanks to Purdue Women's Basketball for letting me do PA uh, last night. That was such a blast. Check out the video I did. It's on my uh, Twitter page. Give me a follow. And uh, we'll see you uh, here next hour. It's the Boiler Basketball Show next on 101.7 The